quarantines. The show talks to ordinary people from around the world about how the lockdown has affected them and what music they are tuning into at the strange time. This week we're celebrating two great milestones. Firstly, our podcast received over 100 listens. Thank you, everyone, for your support and appreciation for the stories we are telling. And secondly, we've been approved and added to the Apple Podcast, so you can now share our episodes with your with people and your friends. When the Spanish government announced strict lockdown measures, Madrid-based Andrea and her ex-husband made the painful decision that their two sons would have fared better in the UK. Andrea tells us how she coped without them and why today is a special day. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to the podcast. Tell us where in the world you are at the moment. Hi, Ingrid. I am in Madrid, in Spain, uh, right now. Are you living in an apartment, in a flat? Yes, in a small apartment with no outside space, yes. Oh, dear. And what can you see out the window? I can see there's a building that is straight across from my building, and then... On the right-hand side, I do see a lot of trees, which is really nice. And there are a lot of birds, so at least I can get some uh, bird songs <laughs> every day. And some sky, which is good. And I'm on a fourth floor, but yeah, I can see the sky because I know that the apartments below me, they can't see much of blue skies or anything. So I'm lucky, yeah. I guess. And if you weren't in lockdown now, what would you be doing? Right now, today, I will be at school teaching, but now... We're doing the online teaching. We've been going for three, almost three months. What do you teach? I'm teaching in a British school. I'm teaching everything, a bit of literature and math, science, grammar, and all of that. Oh, okay. So you teach them in English, basically. I do, yes, yes. And my students are, it's year four, so they are eight. And how have they adapted? They've been really good, actually. It was hard at the beginning because I've got 24 students and, of course, very energetic students sitting on a computer and we were, we do two hours straight. They were getting a little bit restless and all that, but now they're absolutely fine. They're great. We even do more hours and they also have Spanish and music and German classes. So they got a full schedule every day, but they're doing great. I mean, I try to do a little bit more fun things and games at the end and try to relax them. And uh, But they're coping okay. They're coping okay. They miss me a lot. And I miss yeah. them a lot. It's it's really yeah. different uh, not getting all the hugs, touch and love that you get at school. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think they're doing great. It's interesting because I think in some ways children actually adapt better than grown-ups in a way. I think they definitely do. I think it's been harder for us teachers to adapt our lessons well to online. Children are are amazing, resilient, uh, exactly. I think it was much easier yeah. for them than for us. And it, the lockdown in Spain has been really strict regarding children, hasn't it? They haven't been allowed out at all. Yes, that's been really difficult. I mean, you know, we were clapping the healthcare people at every mm-hmm. day at eight o'clock. But I think like also the children deserve the clapping because I mean, now it's a little bit more um, easier because they can go out for an hour. But uh, before yep. it, they had about a month and a half, almost two months in their houses without being to go out 
at all, not even for an hour, for a minute, like you will not see any children outside. So that was really hard for them. And I did, of course, my students will tell me, I mean, you can see the difference. Some of them had lived in houses, so they were okay. And they say, oh yeah, I've got this garden and I got this and I got a trampoline. So they were fine. But there were others yep. that were just like, oh, I'm so bored. I can't go out. I can't play. I can't do anything. Um, so it's been really hard for children here in Madrid. And that's interesting. Why, why was this Spanish government so keen to keep children inside when other countries like Australia have kept schools running almost, you know, the whole time? I guess Madrid was really badly hit. Spain in general was badly hit, but Madrid was pretty, pretty bad. So yeah. I don't know, like the government has been <laughs> criticized a lot. And, and I just guess yeah. it's like the numbers were going up really, really high every day. It was uh, more than a thousand people dying. So I think they just like really, really wanted to be careful and just make sure that everyone stayed at home. What was the first tune that we're going to listen to? And why did you choose it? I made a little playlist. You know, I have Alexa, so I was playing a lot of really energetic songs to, you know, keep mm -hmm. the um, the spirits up. For me, there's nothing like <laughs> Latin music to to make me, you know, like in the morning. That's the first thing I do is put some uh, really really exciting music. Um, the first one was Date la Vuelta from Fonti, yep. Yatra, and Kijam. <laughs> what does Date la Vuelta mean? Oh, Date la Vuelta. <laughs> it means uh, like yeah. turn around basically or you know like when you're dancing and like just turn around okay well let's have a listen Ese vestido corto te queda bien. Nicky Jam, oh, oh. tú sabes que eres mi morena. Hey. De todas tú eres la primera. Hey. Yo a ti te llevo a donde quiera. Hey. Todo lo hacemos a tu manera. Yeah. Así que date la vuelta, mami. Yeah, that's a good catchy tune, isn't it? That would be a good Zumba song, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That would definitely make me uh, smile and move around. <laughs> yes, in the morning. And who are you spending your lockdown with? Actually, I um, right now I am alone, but I have two kids. They're six and eight. And when we knew that we're gonna, Spain was gonna enter a state of mm -hmm. emergency, and it was the rules were gonna be so strict your dad take them to England because it was much better over there so they've been all the time over there so actually it's almost three months since I haven't seen my kids so that's been really hard wow <laughs> they arrived today so I'm very excited oh fantastic oh my goodness so you're gonna go to the airport and pick them up well I can't unfortunately um, actually they just landed I just got a message that they just landed um, because I have to teach um, so I won't be able to pick them up from the airport but I can't wait to see them it's it's been way too long. And I can imagine. Wow, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's been the hardest yeah. part for me. Also, I actually torn my ACL and meniscus just before. 
the mm-hmm. state of alarm. So I've been with a, you know, with crutches and I had a surgery five weeks ago. So anyway, I was, I would have been yeah. back at home. <laughs> and I had a friend who stayed with me to help me out, particularly at the beginning when I couldn't walk that much and after the surgery. But now I've been alone for the last, uh, I think, uh, three weeks, more or less, four weeks. So that was a conscious decision to send your boys yeah. to England then? Exactly. Yeah, it was a conscious decision. It was hard not saying goodbye and not knowing when I will see them again. But it was definitely the right decision because over there, the grandparents have a big house. They live outside of London and they've got a garden and they were able to go outside all the time yeah. to play. And they wouldn't have been able to do that if they had stayed here. Yeah. And are they logging on to their homeschooling over there then? Exactly. They log in. They have, as well, like at 9 a.m., they have registration. And I think they finish around 4, 4.30. So they have a full day of school. <laughs> and yeah, we're lucky that they have been able to do it from over there. There. That must be difficult for them as well. Have they coped well with it? They've been doing really well. I mean, they... Um, they've had days or you know moments when of course they've missed Madrid they've missed me they've asked a lot to come back but they also understand they you know they're a little bit older so mm-hmm. we were able to talk to them and uh, explain and we tell them you know like your friends are all stuck in their apartment they cannot go out yeah. so um, you're lucky that you can go out so yeah they, they understand that yeah and what was the next tune that you wanted to listen to the next tune is from Maluma who is Colombian and it's called Called no se me quita, uh, which again is another one that will get me moving and get me, get me very happy. Okay. So it's like uh, it won't go away, something like that. I don't know, something like that. That's actually Latin American, Maluma. Yes, exactly. Where's he from? He's from Colombia. Which is where you're from originally. Yes. So tell us a bit about how things are changing in Spain now then. Oh, yeah. So uh, now it's a lot better because um, we're doing a, um, I don't know the word in English, desescalada. So it's like slowly, like some steps to to get back to a new normality. Yeah. And every region, every city, it's in a different phase. But right now, Madrid, mm-hmm. uh, we're in phase one, which means that um, we have a schedule to go out. So we have timings, like uh, depending on your age. Okay. And to go out and do sports. Children have the, the, the biggest time frame. So they can go out from 12 until 7 p.m., supposedly for one hour only but they haven't been really strict or following that or i don't know how they will control if you're out only for an hour yeah at the beginning also it was only go uh, one kilometer from your residence but now we can move uh, within madrid we, we can't go to another province or mm-hmm. another state yeah yeah at least we can go out some uh, shops are opening small shops not big ones uh, we can go out and do sports and more people can be together as well it's a lot more 
relaxed. Are any restaurants and cafes open? The restaurants and cafes, if they have an outside space, yep. a terrace, yep. they can open. But you cannot go inside. It's all outside. outside space. Okay, so people must have been really missing the tapas and the pinchos. The way of life, isn't it? You go into a bar, you have a coffee and a little something. Exactly. We were missing that a lot. But because, as you say, it is a way of life. And now it's so nice to just go outside. And plus, the weather is nice again. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to go outside and see people sitting on the terrace, just having a beer, a coffee and, you know, um, some tapas. So that's really, really nice. And what have you been doing to pass the time? Have you got any top tips? Ah, well, for me, my problem was my knee because, well, I couldn't play it. Well, actually, it was fine because uh, all the sports centers and everything is still closed. So we can't play tennis. Uh, yeah. That's what I play. So to pass time, I've been learning German. Okay. So I'm trying to do that. Uh, also, because I've been teaching full time. So it's been okay. I've been busy with that. A lot of video calls with everyone around the world because well as you know I've lived in a few different countries so um, and everyone is in the same situation so I've been doing a lot of video calls with families Colombia and France and just friends from basically everywhere so at least that has been nice because I think if it hadn't been for this um, we wouldn't be talking and doing so many video calls. That's true so you were saying because you've had the problem with your knee did you actually have to go into hospital then and have an operation in the mid-COVID? Yes, exactly. That was really bad. I think my second home in this uh, in this pandemic has been the hospital, unfortunately. So I've been doing a lot of trips to the hospital, which has been scary, especially at the beginning, because I mm-hmm. did it at the beginning of this. And I had to go a few times to the emergency room. I remember once it was really scary because it was just, just when it was starting and everyone in the ER uh, were like you know, with the air machines and looked like they were all sick and I'm just there with my knee and I was trying not to breathe. I didn't have any mask. I didn't have gloves. I didn't have anything. It was just uh, at the beginning. So that was quite scary. I've been lucky that I didn't get it. I was very careful, but yeah, and all the trips to see the doctors and of course my surgery too. I had to wait a long time because the, uh, yeah, the hospitals had to have at least one whole floor clear of uh, COVID patients before they were operating. Yeah. I had to wait for a long time. Yeah. That must be difficult then. If I know in some places the hospitals are separate, the ones that are treating COVID patients, but I suppose because the numbers grew so large in Spain, that, that wasn't possible. Exactly. That wasn't possible at all. Like uh, it was really bad here. And, you know, seeing, uh, for example, a huge ice ring turned into a morgue and um, big uh, conference spaces and like turning to hospitals, and you know, with beds. It was really hard. Yeah. And do you know people who've had the disease? Um, actually, my well, not close friends, but for example, my doctor, my knee doctor, he did have it. And when I was there, like uh, in between the, the doctors and the nurses, they were commenting and like almost all of them had had it. But wow. they were all okay. They didn't have yeah. any big symptoms. But of course, they had to stay at home. But none of my friends, thankfully, had it. Oh, well, that's good to hear. And what was the next uh, song that you've chosen for instance? My next song, it's Dejalo. So leave him from uh, Nacho. And Nacho is from Venezuela. So another Latin song. Tú siempre solita. Y el por ahí feliz con sus amantes. Por eso te pido que te quedes conmigo. Yo te amo tanto y Dios está de testigos. Si te trato bien tan solo. 
Yeah, that's a little bit softer. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's Nacho from Venezuela and Manuel Turizo, who is Colombian as well. Um, so both of them are singing. These, these, all these songs are like really take me back to you know the beginning when we couldn't go out and I was with my friend and we would just put whenever we, one of us was feeling down, mm-hmm. we would just put this music really loud and just start dancing. Well, I couldn't dance that much. Yes, I was about to say, <laughs> but you know, singing out loud <laughs> and dancing because yeah, it was the only way to get us out of that uh, you know depression of not being able to go out. So you were dancing on crutches? I was, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, do you think you've learned anything from this experience? I think you're like not taking things for granted. All those little things, you know, and being able to go outside and see people and hug them. I I'm, I, I love hugs. I love touch. I'm very... <laughs> I always like, I like to focus on positive things as well. And yeah. I've learned a few things and I've gained, actually, I've made really nice friends, even my neighbors. Well, we used to it, not anymore go out uh, the balcony or the windows to clap at eight o'clock i was able to talk to all my neighbors through the you know through the windows yeah so um, that was really nice as well like we celebrated the 77th birthday of my next door neighbor you know we had balloons and we were all singing outside (laughs) from the windows oh lovely yeah it was really nice so in that aspect like eight o'clock we were always out there, you know, just solidarity and uh, being there and other people would be like from neighbors helping each other. I, I had uh, so many neighbors also like offering to help me because, of course, I couldn't go out for the knee, um, uh-huh. you know, for the supermarket and things like that. And it's just like uh, there's a lot of good and love in this world. It's just like, you know, it's there. Yeah. So uh, that's nice. Definitely. The Spanish government have come under quite a lot of fire. I've seen sort of various reports. Are people generally critical of the government? What's your view on what people's mood is like? Yes. It's funny because at eight eight o'clock, everyone will clap. Mm-hmm. And then at nine o'clock, everyone will go out with with the pants, pots and pants, to, ah. to you know to to do like that to criticize the government because everyone thinks like yeah they've been really harsh and they're taking advantage of this state of emergency to impose all the rules that they want and and the ministers and some like they're calling themselves like oh now I am uh, the chief mm-hmm. you know so basically just, they have like their own agenda. Right. So there's been a lot of criticism, yes. And so you have the what the Brazilians call the panelasso, which is the banging of the pots and pans as well. And interestingly, in yeah. Brazil, they're banging the pots and pans because the government is not doing enough, isn't it? <laughs> the other way around. And here it's because uh, apparently it was they were too harsh. <laughs> do you think you will now change the way that you do things um, going forward in your life? Is there anything that will be a permanent change? Or would you like things to go back to normal? I I would like them to go mostly how they were, but I really hope that people are a little bit more conscious about everything. I mean, for the environment, it's been so nice, this whole lockdown, because there's, uh, you know, so much less pollution and people um, flying and all that. So hopefully people will keep that in mind. And just I, I feel like teaching is different, but other jobs, like other works that they can just work from home it would be so much nicer to be yeah relaxed like that because that will help the environment. 
work from home um, twice a week or something like that. And that would be so much better for traffic, for pollution and for quality time as well. But that would be really nice. That is something that I hopefully will change and will get better. Yeah. What was the last song that you chose for us to listen? Yes, it's from Talia and Nati Natasha. It's called No Me Acuerdo. So it means uh, I don't remember. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Pero no grites así, como duele la cabeza. Ya te quiero solo a ti. Para mí tan solo hay uno. Pero si te hace feliz, no sabes que estuve con otro. Vamos a decir que sí. Pero no me acuerdo, no me acuerdo. Well, thank you very much for speaking to us today, Andrea. I'm sure you must be desperate to get ready to hug those boys of yours. <laughs> I'll let you go. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It was really nice. That's all for today, guys. Hope you can tune to our next episode of Quarantunes coming soon. Have a great day.